Still Looking At Podcast, episode 24, Travelling With Emma Hughes, part two. Yep. Maybe part two of many. Oh, yeah, me again. <laughs> now we, last one, we talked about our trip, maybe the first year in a bit. That's the first. Sort of like 18 months-ish. Yeah. Like up until the end of uh, New Zealand. And in this one we're going to talk about when we left New Zealand and where we went and why we liked why we chose each country and why we liked them yes and what we did yeah and our experiences and some stories maybe as well mm-hmm. anything to say about the last one well just that I made a couple of false claims oh really well I think I made the statement that I didn't go on holiday while I lived in London oh um, but that's false yeah you went I went to Dubai a couple of times yeah. went to Ibiza went Ibiza. to Glastonbury I think I went to France so that was a lie okay well but I did say that my memory's bad yeah but now you rectified that yeah I mean they're like little trips aren't they not real mm. travelling oh yeah I know they're yeah. holidays not holidays travel. is different to travelling a proper traveller doesn't have a career for that <laughs> Anyway, so we're going to carry on from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So after the Cook Islands, we came back. Yeah. Um, I think we discussed Cook Islands last time. Yeah. But Ashitaki and Rarotonga. We came back, I think, May. Mm-hmm. And it was really at that point, going into the winter in Wellington, it was kind of like knuckled down and work as much as possible and save, right? Yeah, because we had three to four months left yeah. on the visa. Yeah, about that. Mm-hmm. And Wellington in, in winter, in the height of winter, it's not great, is it? It's windy, it's rainy. It doesn't snow, though. No, it didn't snow. Well, yeah, it is the winds that get you in Wellington. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, we just worked our jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, no more trips, I think, between getting back to leaving. And, yeah, we just worked and said goodbye to our friends and left, right? Yeah, it's pretty sad to leave. Yeah, um, we stayed at Rachel and Aaron's on our last few nights. Yeah, in their house with the cat lady and oh. mental housemates that they had. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we just kind of planned our trip, and we planned um, in the meantime to pop to a few islands and places around New Zealand, and then head right up to Japan, etc. But we'll we'll go through each place where we went and what we did and why. Mm. So yeah, yeah, it was sad to see Rachel and Aaron goodbye, really, wasn't it? Yeah, sad to say goodbye to them, but also just sad in general. I think I remember on the day that we were leaving, we went to Spruce Goose, and yeah. there was a cafe by the airport, and feeling very like tearful at the idea of leaving. Dejected. Mm. Even though I knew we were about to do exciting stuff. Yeah. It just felt like, yeah. It's weird because I think when it comes to the day here when we leave, I'm not going to feel like that the same way I did New Zealand. I still hanker back to the New Zealand days. I can't really tell you why, but, you know, let's say we're having brunch, so I'm going to say near the airport last day, you won't find me being overly emotional that we're leaving. I don't know. I think I will. I think it's sad when you leave anywhere because it's just you're moving on to a different... Yeah. The next thing. Yeah. I hate to say I hate the place. I don't. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. It's just not as. I don't know. I can't, I can't describe it. Um, 
nostalgic? I don't really know. When you stay somewhere for one year as opposed to three, you know, is that because it's level of time? But yeah, don't you think it would be hard actually because we're more settled here in a way because we have been here for nearly three years? Yeah, and maybe COVID's played a part, really, though. Yeah. I feel like it's affected our able, work visa. Like. We haven't been able to do as much. All I mean, we've done a lot. We've been lucky to be in BC, really, yeah. given the rest of the, what, like some of well, the UK yeah. for a start. Like, we've been pretty lucky to do stuff. But all the plans and trips to see more BC, more Canada, mm-hmm. and also West Coast US never really came to fruition because we can't, couldn't do it. Yeah. We tried, yeah, we kind of prioritised a few trips in BC, which would have been good. But yeah, my little dream of going and seeing some basketball down the West Coast. It's not happened, is it? Well, you did see one game. Yeah, I saw, saw Dame like, lit up some threes against the Hawks. But anyway, back to New Zealand. So yeah, we left Rachel and Aaron. And then, <laughs> yeah, Spruce Goose. And then our first stop off was... Vanuatu. Vanuatu. And I think we decided that we want to go to one island before popping to Brisbane and Australia. I've done some research, I think. Mm. And I think we chose Vanuatu really for mainly one thing I wanted to maybe go and see. I think you were on board as well. Was Mount Yasser um, or Tanner Volcano, whatever you were, one of the two. It's Mm. one of the most accessible volcanoes in the world. So what we did is we flew to Port Vila the capital on the main island of Vanuatu. Yeah. Stayed at that really cool guest house, actually. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, we saw a bit of the main island. Um, but before we got to the, the, the volcano, first thing I loved was the coffee. Yeah, Tana coffee. Tana coffee, yeah. yeah. Couldn't believe how good it was. Yeah, it was, we went to the cafe, but that's also where they roast roast it all as well yeah and every cafe in Benoatu had a ton of coffee yeah. obviously mm-hmm. and yeah I just couldn't get enough of the stuff and we're like wandering up down Port Vila went to a few markets went to the coffee plantation then we got rented a car out yeah drove around went to some waterfalls yeah that were really nice um, we were laid back behind yeah it's very chilled just island well it's island, island life isn't yeah. it no rush on anything yeah, um, I think you can go to definitely some of our islands. Um, I think Espirito, is it? Mm-hmm. Um, where they have all the beaches. But the main point of the trip was to go to Volcano. So anyway, we checked out and got our internal flight. Now, do you remember the internal flight? Yeah. Uh, the police and there's just some sort of presence around the airport. And we were all put on board a plane and they had to wait and we didn't really know why and then like those guys in military uniform police uniform the whole lot suits yeah. all came at the back of the plane and we still didn't really know what was going on but then we found out it was the president mm. but I don't know how we found out president of Vanuatu yeah like the, um, the main geezer yeah did we know when he got on the plane or did we figure it out when we landed because then when we landed there was like a special like the army were all there and they yeah. did their thing and we were like okay this person is I think we found out on the plane I think people were talking about it obviously locals don't know who he was yeah. um, but yeah when we let 
left the main airport to Tan Islands. Yeah, this is that like, like little military parade or that little greeting parade greeting, thing. Yeah. Um, people playing trumpets and stuff. Mm. Again, we were told to wait, and then his little entourage um, popped out. Yeah. So, yeah, don't think anything of it. He went off with his little entourage, and then we jumped off yeah. and got our taxi picked up for our hotel. Mm-hmm. So we were planning to stay at his hotel. Camera was called. I don't know. Um, but it, it was linked to the tour that we're going to do for um, the mountain. Yeah, I the, mean, I don't think there were many options anyway. There's there wasn't many like options. Two hotels. Yeah, not many options. So anyway, we turn up. Yeah, backpacks, and I think we're the only two in the taxi. Yeah. And we arrive. We walk in, and there's a, the window to the left, wasn't there? Like the where you check in. Yeah. And the owner. Was a male? Is a male and a female? I don't know if it's together or what his business partners. I think she was Chinese. He was. Was he? Wasn't it Brit? Was he? Maybe Aussie. I don't remember that. I can't remember. But they were up like a little cocktail drink. Remember that? Yeah, everyone was standing like Stand- a big greeting. Like gave us a cocktail. Yeah. And we were like, God, this is it. Something fancy. Some little like, dancers were there. We're like, Oh, yeah. is this this for us? Like, I can't yeah. believe it. So we sort of mingled, had a drink, done the check-in stuff. But we had this like backpacks on, you know, short and t-shirts. Well, yeah. That shit. Yeah. yeah. And then we realised at the front of the hotel, this entourage turns up. I'm like, oh, we think the president might be staying at the same place. And before you knew it, his he comes out with his wife, the police chief, the army chief. They all stand in line. And before we know it, we had those like all the people who were there standing there. Then there's some dancing. Well, yeah, going maybe on. dancing. We're still trying so, to check in with yeah. all the stuff going on behind us. And the view of the president would have been. All these dancers, but to the left, a few backpackers like Squat. thinking, "What the hell is going on here?" Yeah. So that I mean, that tells you that there are not many hotels. Because <laughs> in what world would we be staying in the same place as the president? Like, no. Yeah, it was a really surreal yeah. um, moment, and yeah, we just kind of like so. I think we said hello to him. I don't know if we said like morning or something, and then got our keys, went and checked to our room, mm-hmm. and we didn't really see him. Um, rest of the day but we saw him the next morning yeah and I I definitely said hello to him then yeah we did like yeah. well, we both yeah, said just yeah just very chilled like next on the next table to us wasn't yeah we? just our morning present <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think we were the only ones in the hotel with him um, yeah. but all this apart from his entourage mm. yeah I just remember seeing like you know some kids running around and with people dressed in the military mm. apparently he was there to see some chiefs on the island mm. so doing a bit of bizzo and then we, yeah, we sort of said hello, goodbye, and went off to Yasser Mountain. Yeah. Which was an incredible experience, wasn't it? Yeah, a bit too accessible of a <laughs> volcano, an active volcano. Active volcano liking. is blowing up. I don't know how we didn't fall in. Well, yeah, so you get driven to kind of part way up the volcano, I guess, wasn't yeah. it? And then we kind of walked up the rest of the way. Yeah. Um, and it, it was at kind of sun starting to go down and they wanted to do that because then you can really see the glow of the fire or whatever you you call it lava yeah because we walked up and it was actually alright yeah until it started getting dark yeah and the wind really picked up the wind picked up the sulphur was blowing in your face no safety fence no (laughs) you literally could look over the edge and because it was all what would you call it like volcanic shingle I suppose it would have been very easy to slip and be gone. Yeah. And, it, yeah, really windy. I remember even the guides were like, oh, you have to, like, turn around, like, 
facing away, like into the wind in case it like blows you. Ah, oh, no. yeah, we had to like shuffle along because you can't really. Um, I think there's a couple of peaks. We went up, we went up one peak and then went up to the next one and then the next one. Yeah. And we saw, we got all the photos and videos, and then some people were like, yeah, we've had enough of this, we're going to walk yeah. back down. Well, there were people with little headlights, pits, weren't there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was amazing, like, when it kind of blew up and you saw the lava, like, spurt out. But again, that gust of wind could have been blowing you away. It was. Well, the yeah. sulfur went in my eyes, and I couldn't see. That's when I started to get a bit fed yeah, up with that, it. Yeah, do you remember the, one of the guys, he'd done it twice, it was his second day. And didn't he have a gas mask or something weird? Like, he was fully prepared and knew what was going on. I don't remember that, yeah. And then, yeah, everyone had their headlights and started to make their way back. Mm. Couldn't really see where we were going. Yeah. Back down the volcano. So, yeah, it was amazing, but also terrifying. Like, I think I didn't do much. I was like, no, this is enough for me. Like, yeah, it was quite incredible to see, though. Yeah. Back into the, into the volcano. Mm. Yeah, we then somehow got back to the hotel. I think we had one more day, and then... We tried to do a walk up the road. Oh, yeah. There really is nothing. No. It's just like... We were just walking through, like, a little community, weren't we? Yeah. And but, then... Yeah. I mean, the mozzies were getting us and mm. all that sort of we stuff. We were trying to find a beach. We trying to find a beach. just people's, like, livelihoods that we were walking through. <laughs> yeah. No. It was a hidden beach, wasn't it? With, like, palm trees in it or something. But something like that. We um, went back, because the hotel was on the water anyway, so we just hung around the hotel and... Yeah, sort of went by the water and chilled yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Decent little trip back to Port Vila. Yeah. That was it, really? No. Oh. Wasn't that when... Was that where we had the night at the awful hotel? Or was that Cook Islands? Oh, no, that was... It was Vanuatu, right? Yeah. Or anyway. The prison. The prison. We, we stayed in somewhere called the prison. <laughs> it wasn't called the prison, <laughs> but it might as well have been one. Oh, yeah, because we got to the airport... And then everyone was there just to fly out. We were going to Australia at this point, so we are going to Brisbane. Yeah. Three-hour flight. Um, no one at the airport. Airport's a bit chaos. Rumours that the flights were all cancelled for some reason. And there was people like us going to Australia. There's some other couples that we met, families going to Britain. Yeah. Like freeway flights, all connecting. And it all got a bit chaotic because they had to ring and try and cancel well, I think they were, was it initially delayed, the flight, and then they yeah. just cancelled it, but they also couldn't care less, like, when you went up to the desk and said, my flight's been cancelled, like, we need to rebook, or it, anything, they were just like, that's not our problem. I don't think it was cancelled, I think it was delayed the next morning. Right, yeah, that's right. Um, which was fine for us, because we'd have to find somewhere to stay, but for some people, yeah, the that f- affected their... I think we met this British couple that were going home. Yeah, um, they'd, but they yeah. no, they were living on Vanuatu, but they were oh, visiting yeah. the UK. So their flight was going to be Vanuatu to Brisbane, Brisbane to Perth, and they're doing Perth to London, right? So yeah. they were trying to rearrange the whole thing, but the staff went, didn't really care. No, and then they closed the airport. Yeah, it's not like you said overnight. Yeah, they, they, they were going. Home. You, they kicked everyone out. Said you can't stay overnight. Yeah, so we had to find somewhere. Yeah, didn't have any internet access no. at the airport. Um, so I think we just took a gamble, walked to the closest hotel, right? Yeah, I think we took a walk in the dark as well. Yeah. We took we took a walk to like the next sort of like obviously near the airport you always get some sort of complex, right? Mm. And it was like some shops and yeah. a restaurant and then yeah, this sort of hotel. Yeah. But I do recall that the British family asked us where we were staying. Yeah. And we said 
we're staying there. They're like, oh, we'll pick you up in the morning on the way to the airport. Yeah, well, Being I, don't, here this time. I don't think they knew the hotel, but they just, because the flight was going to be like 5 a.m., wasn't yeah. it? So we needed to be there at 2 a.m. Yeah. And they, so they just said they pick us up in, on the way to the airport, which is really nice of them. Yeah, because it's actually a walk. Yeah, they were stuck at, they didn't give us a lift to that hotel because they were stuck trying to rearrange everything. Yes. Um, but but yes. they had a vehicle because they lived there. Yeah. Um, so they could drive home at any time. But yeah, yeah, I think they were able to pick us up, which is really nice of them because when we arrived at the hotel, mm. I mean, it it was a prison. Yeah, it was awful. It, um, <laughs> I don't think we really knew at the start, but then when we went to go to the room, it was this big, long corridor and the, like, the lights were flickering like some horror film. Yeah. You couldn't really see anyone around. I don't think there was anyone around. There wasn't. I was scared to go to the toilet because that bit was dark. Well, no yeah, you, you came to the toilet with me because I couldn't, didn't want to go on my own. There, were, there wasn't a toilet in the bedroom, obviously. Making this up, but it was no. like just a box. I will stay in a lot of places, yeah. but that scared me. Like this box room, absolutely heaving with heat. Yeah. Because it's just so hot in Vanuatu. No fan. Or mm. if it was a fan, it wasn't working really well. No. It was a box the- cardboard bed yeah the beds were just solid solid <laughs> it was absolutely grim we couldn't find anything to eat didn't we just like the only shop nearby that was open there wasn't really anything so I think we just got like a baguette and some yeah. crisps and that was it oh, grim. But, and then you know, we didn't sleep a wink I didn't sleep no. a wink and then I was worried that they might forget to pick us up but she did message me yes to say like dear don't worry like we'll be there and they were there they were there which is really handy because it's actually really to see someone else yeah and they were like oh god how was that like awful (laughs) (laughs) which is a shame because everywhere else was so nice like I don't know what that place what normally goes on I wonder if we could have stayed there so we could have around longer you you don't you don't ask that situation well I think they would have offered yeah um but yeah that was the the prison hotel (laughs) which was unfortunate to wait to finish Vanuatu but yeah enjoyed staying and then we went to um, Brisbane, in Australia, um, Byron Bay. That was our little trip there. And the reason we're going there is because it's a cheap flight from there to Japan. Mm-hmm. So we thought going to see. I've never been to Brisbane at that point. Yeah. Um, and check Byron Bay out. And we yeah. got an Airbnb. So we went from prison hotel to. Did we go to Brisbane first? Yeah, we stayed in that nice B&B in town. Yes, that really like cute, like, 30s decor. Yeah, it's like an old, old but Australia house that was a B&B, and they were so nice. Like, we got there early, and they're like, no, that's fine. Like, sounds like... Because, oh, we'd had to message them to say our flight's been delayed oh, by yeah. a day, so we'll be there late. Yeah. And then when we got there, it was obviously earlier than check-in time, but they were so nice. They're like, no, don't worry. Like, here's your room. Like, we'll get you whatever you want. Make yourself comfortable. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. And a good time to reflect on Vanuatu. So we better say before we move on, why? If you just say why not Vanuatu, what would it be? Um, well, I think it's just any of those islands are going to be great because I do like the island vibe. Mm. There's no rush. I guess the stand-up thing for Vanuatu was the volcano, so as yeah, much as it was better. terrifying, I probably never have an experience like that again. Yeah. There's not many places in the world you can go to and see that, I don't think. Mm. Especially not that close. Um, yeah. So I loved 
Yeah, that relaxed vibe. I love the coffee was the main was the yeah. main point, and then the volcano experience, and mm. also meet the president. Well, yeah, it's not every day you're going to be staying president in the country. same hotel on a flight as a president, is it? Yeah, both having beans on toast. Love that. Um, anyway, so back in Brisbane, yeah. yeah, we had time to reflect and just sort of checked out the city, really. Yeah, um, it's a good city. Like, yeah. I think in Australia it'd be a pretty cool cool place to live and work. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, good, good weather, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, nice city, like not massive, but big enough. Got a little city beach area. Yeah, that city beach area was nice. Little bars and stuff around that. Yeah, obviously then you can get a bus to Byron Bay, which didn't take too long, I don't think. No, yeah, we've got a bus. Um, yeah, that can't be too far, I don't know, the exact length. Mm, a couple of hours, maybe. But, yeah, we booked an Airbnb, and we've a couple of nights by yeah. the beach. Quite quite close to the beach. Mm. Uh, I think we shared it with a couple. Yeah. Um... That's nice to have like a bit of luxury. Yeah, well, Byron Bay, well, right on my street. Hippie. A bit hippie. By the beach. By the beach. Sunset, Just very small drumming. town. Yeah. A lot of vegan places. Yeah. A lot of crystals. Not that I'm into crystals, but mm. yeah. Like the vibe. It's good enough for Chris Hemsworth. It's good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, done a few walks, saw a few lookout points. Yeah, we saw whales, didn't we? Saw whales, yeah. Let's see. Um, yeah, had nice some drinks point. watching the sunset. Yeah, a little group gathers on the beach and they yeah. do some. But I hear it at Sunset Beach, I do. Yeah, drumming. Some drums and shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a really cool vibe. Mm. Um, yeah, big fan of it actually. We'd like to probably actually go back there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Next time. Next year. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's a kind of little stopover really. And then we popped over to Japan <laughs> and we had four weeks pretty much there um, well I did anyway I think you left a few days earlier but it was no, four we were weeks. there at the same time no you went uh, you went early no I went early no, no. we went to Nepal together oh did we yes oh yeah I stayed in Nepal longer yes anyway Japan was four weeks just under mm-hmm. and we had the first bit of the trip in Tokyo and we got the bullet, bullet train pass to Thought about Japan. Yeah, we had about a week in Tokyo, and then the rest of the time we went south and around a few stops. Yeah, so the, the bullet train pass, um, Japanese rail pass, I think it's called, yeah. is well worth the investment mm-hmm. because if you try and book one train between Japan and Kyoto or Osaka on the bullet train, it's almost going to cost as much as one week on the ticket. So why not just do mm-hmm. the rail pass and have the option of going where and wherever you like? Yeah, it's definitely worth it. It's only available for tourists. Yeah, Japanese nationals cannot get that. Um, There's not an age limit on that, is there? No, no age no. limit. The only thing difference is if you go in normal or I guess green class or something. Hmm. Um, well, I guess it's paved to be greener. I don't really know. Um, but yeah, Tokyo. Amazing. Amazing place. So good. You could spend three weeks there. Yeah. It's so, it's massive. There's so much to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, we booked our first accommodation at a place called Weno, U-E-N-O. Mm-hmm. I think it's Weno Capsule Hotel. Or yeah. it could be Weno Hostel. I can't remember which one it is. Basically, it's a capsule hotel. Yeah. And um, as you as you probably hear about or read about, they are little capsules back-to-back in a huge dorm room basically 
Um, yeah, there was like 50 beds in the room, which any other hostel you might think awful, but in quiet. Japan, it's very quiet. Well, and then the actual pods, I guess it's like bunk beds again, but you're very like private, like yeah. curtains, and then within your bed, you've got a TV in there, you've yeah. got lots of charging points, you've got a light. Yeah. And you've got yeah. everything you'd want. Double bed, was it? Uh, I don't know if it was double, just under. Like we had one each really comfortable, though. Super comfortable. Yeah, we had one each, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, the male toilets were incredible. Oh, yeah. Slight difference in bathroom experience. Yeah. I had jacuzzi, sauna, um, a washing station for my hair, a shower, a steam room. Um, all the products to wash all this stuff with um, and when I was in there barely anyone was in there what did you have? Uh, showers <laughs> and one bath but it was actually they said it was a bath it was effectively just a shower with high walls so you could have a stand up bath I think it, maybe it had a chair I can't remember yeah. and then um, just a table area that was, had a TV and some magazines. Obviously, I couldn't read the magazines, they're Japanese. That's all we had. I had, yeah, um, that's it. That was it. So, when I came out in my bathrobe, I had a reclining chair with aircon, and I had like these full blown up TVs everywhere. Um, I had headphones linked to the chairs no, in the kitchen. Absolutely not. Um, I had a little place to make the tea, vending machines. There's even a drying area, lockers, yeah. the whole lot. I mean, I'm sure there was a locker <laughs> and vending machines, but when I say there was chairs around a table, I mean like plastic chairs. You should, I should take some photos, but obviously you can't take a phone mm-hmm. anymore. But you'd have, you'd have been yeah. stunned. But th- there's a reason you took 10 minutes and I took 45 minutes. Yeah. I was enjoying the facility. Yeah, and then the next day you're like, oh, I'm just going to go off and hang out in the bathroom for a couple hours. I'm like, okay, great. I'll just watch weird Japanese TV then. <laughs> Yeah. Absolute dream. Mm-hmm. And then we saw your friend Jackie. Yeah, my friend Jackie from university that's there with her husband. Yeah. And two kids. Two kids who so are... So we saw them. There was a... Must be quite... Growing up now. That yeah. one was a baby at the time. Yeah, she's only six months-ish yeah. at that time. And then the little girl was... Five? No. no. Four, maybe? Four. Mm. Energetic four-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, it was really that. nice to catch up with them. Mm. They said they lived in an apartment in somewhere in Tokyo. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was really good, wasn't it? Yeah, so we went out for dinner with them one night, which was amazing. Yeah. Like, they took us to a, like, veggie... Well, I don't think it was vegetarian, but they knew that they did vegetarian meals and sushi and stuff. Yeah, that was quite expensive. And we were in a private little room, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, that, that, that like, seemed oof. expensive. Yeah. But they wouldn't let us pay anything for it. No, they're very kind. Yeah. Um, Akira was paying mm-hmm. for that, I think. Um, yeah, and we sort of hung out at the park, had some matcha tea. Matcha tea. Yeah, we went and, to a little traditional Japanese tea house. Yeah, in the middle of like, this park. It's so mm. hot, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, you sit on the floor, mm-hmm. and matcha tea comes out. Yeah. Where we have, and then, yeah, sort of like the traditional experience. Right? Mm. And what else did we do in Tokyo? We went on a walking tour. Yeah, it's quite. Because we're there for so long, I feel like we don't want to miss anything out here, but uh, I feel like we went and saw some traditional temples and old yeah. residencies of the. Yeah, that was a free walking tour. Right? Free walking tour, yeah. Mm. Have we done that? 
and went to some gardens as well. Um, I remember one guy, like one park, had a temple in the middle of it yeah. and high lilies or leaves or something mm-hmm. or greenery. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and then we're in the um, I don't know, I can't remember the area that begins with S. But Shibuya. Yeah. No, where the crossing is. Well, yeah, there's that area. We went there, and which was like, over there. Yeah, the four or five way crossing. Yeah, which is like nuts how busy it was mm. although I saw it on the news the other day and it's there's no one there at the moment uh, I guess because uh, of coronavirus yeah. but yeah that was like it's like Piccadilly Circus on a humongous scale mm. <laughs> like just huge screens everywhere obviously yeah big five way crossing yeah we went there in the day and at night didn't we yeah sort of experienced the and then there's lots to do around there obviously all shopping yeah and then there's like lots of arcades yeah. we went in a couple of arcades okay. I think yeah. and then no, um, the other area where it's um, oh, I can't remember what it's called but it's like the modern Japan so there's all the like cosplay stuff um, and the kawaii like we went to that hedgehog cafe around that area yeah. Yeah. and there was that shop with the, the seal cartoon and it oh. had all the seal merch which was like yeah. incredible to me <laughs> just everything with a seal on it could have yeah. bought the whole shop that yeah. area I don't remember what it's called yeah. but that was cool that's like different it was I guess that was the cool thing with Tokyo you had all the traditional areas oh, and the yeah. parks and then that new like futuristic or like alternative yeah things I think we always stayed at Weno right yeah um, hostel we did um, quite a central location mm-hmm. so I think we can get to the metro pretty easily yeah and we started to try and get ourselves into the Japanese um, food and drinks. So. Yeah, that area had lots of little laneways, didn't yeah. it? With lots of streets with little tiny, like... Um, well, it had, like, stalls and stuff. Yeah, like bars and little sushi yeah. places. And, like, izakayas as well, yeah, which like a Japanese part. Mm. And then we, um, yeah, tried to find some vegetarian food, which is quite tough. That was a struggle. But I think that was the bad side of Japan yeah, for me. Fish sauces everywhere. And it was also, I think, a lot the, of pork. I think maybe the hardest place in terms of like English speaking. Like for like most places we went, you know, in the world, most people can speak English, mm. which I know is awful. Like, yeah, puts us to shame. But I just know that even though I learned how to say vegetarian or no meat in <laughs> Japanese I'd say it and they'd be like oh yeah and then it would come out and it'd have like chicken and bacon yeah. on it so I kind of just had to accept it that I was probably going to I think that's you have to kind of accept when you're travelling that you might occasionally eat meat or it's going to mm-hmm. have fish sauce in it and you may not know well, we went oh to, that's how I deal with it I'm just not going to know and I'm, I've done my best well yeah we went to ramen street we did find yeah, some proper vegetarian Tokyo ramen station they have ramen yeah. street and there was a vegan yeah vegan one, one as well and that was delicious like not even just because it was vegetarian but mm. it was just tasted so good and I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Japanese food so I was into ramen I have ramen yeah I also got in a little habit we went to Coco a few times yeah. Coco is like this restaurant I guess it's a chain yeah but I do love Japanese curry and they would just do Japanese curry and I used to love it yeah. um, so I love Japanese curry love ramen but the rest of it yeah, I, I do not struggle a sushi person, not sushi 
I'm not really a big fan. I know it's got rum in there, but it had like a lot of stuff in it. But mm. like, noodly soup stuff, not for me. Mm. So I really like it, but I guess it's different here where you can have lots of vegetarian, vegan, yeah. sushi, etc. But there was harder. Like even when we did go to sushi places, there were many veggie mm. options. True. Um, but yeah, we tried to eat as much as possible. And the yeah. breakfast was always breakfast sets. Yeah. It'd always be like a trendy little calf, aircon, jazz music. Yeah. And then your breakfast set, which is probably a coffee, um, a croissant of some kind, and maybe yeah. something else, I can't remember. Um, yeah. Maybe a sweet thing or a cake or something, I yeah, don't know. I think so. Um, and then, then it costs like 500 yen, which is like mm. three or four pounds mm-hmm. only. Japan's a very expensive country, so yeah. as a result, because you get all things covered there. It might even be mm. less than that. Um, I can't remember. But yeah, so we've done. Tokyo, yeah, quite a lot. When I saw yeah. a lot of stuff, I think that's. I recommend it to anybody. I think yeah. anyone can like it because there's something for everyone. I think, and it's just such an experience. Yeah, like even going on the subway, it was amazing. Right, it's so different. Like yeah. everyone was just quiet. That it's busy, Ordered. but it's yeah, everyone's like respectful of each other. It's not yeah. like shoving onto your London underground, like yeah. trying to get to work. Or Delhi Metro in in rush hour. Don't recommend that. Um, with bags as well. No. And then in no particular order, I can't remember what order we done it in. We'll just talk about where we went um, next. But we went to let's do Kyoto. Well, do okay. Um, which was. A traditional old capital, I think. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, and loved it there because it had basically old Japan all the way around, and it had like the Ryokan that we stayed Ryokan. in. Ryokan, yeah. Um, which I think you do have to do, but they're quite expensive. Um, they can be expensive. Um, you can get different levels of it, and I think we stayed in a relatively decent one in terms of price. Yeah, so I found it very comfortable, the uh, Rio Can. Um, yeah. But I'm not best at sleeping on the floor. So even though you've got your bed in, I can't do it for too long. But traditional experience. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind sleeping on a hard floor. <laughs> right, okay. Um, <laughs> so Kyoto, we had a few things to tick off. We, uh, in no order, went to Arashiyama Bamboo Forest. Now you might have seen the photos. It's the classic trail through the bamboo forest. Yeah, just really tall bamboo, I guess. Tall bamboo, but really busy. Yeah. Don't expect to find no people there. People are heaving there. Yeah. So any photos you see are either really early or they're photoshopped. Yeah. No one in it. Mm-hmm. It was... Yeah, or you've just been waiting for ages for a chance when nobody's around. Mm. Um, but... Fantastic experience, that's great. I've got a photo with just on top of people's heads. Best I could get without anyone in it. Yeah. But um, definitely worth a walk through. I enjoyed that. Um, we also went up to uh, a temple. Well, it's called the Shrine. It's called the Fushimi Inari Shrine. And also it's the classic one you see on the photos of the red gates going up, 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 and up. Yeah. Again, touristy as hell, but the key here is to go up. Yeah. So the further you go up, the less people you're seeing you get your little photo that you need yeah so it's the one which is like 
just stacked up stacked red up gates, red gates like yeah. one after there's hundreds and hundreds of them going up a hill yeah and yet the further we got up the hill the less people there were mm. and I found that also pretty cool to see mm-hmm. that's scorching hot I think yeah well I think it was just the height of summer yeah yeah like like with the Olympics now everyone's suffering yeah with the heat it was kind of like that when we were yeah. there in the in September time yeah um, we also went to see the Kinkajuji Temple, which is the golden temple in the lake. Yeah. Um, again, another one of the classic experiences to go and see. Yeah. Um, that's pretty pretty awe-inspiring, actually, seeing that. Yeah, it's, it's that. funny, because you see a lot of temples when you're travelling in Asian countries, but they're all, like, just kind of stunning to look at. Mm. But they're all a bit... Most of them have got something different. Yeah. About um, them. These were like kind of outside of town, though, weren't they? Yeah. And then we spent a bit of time walking around the old town, yeah, um, checking out some local places um, near our hostel or hotel that we're staying in. Well, not hotel, uh, Rio, Rio Can, can't remember. Um, yeah, so Kyoto is normally a favourite people because it is a bit more. Uh, it's, it's not as chaotic. It's a bit, it's a bit well, more old traditional. school, traditional. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, we decided to do Mount Fuji. Um, well, around that time which was the last day of the hiking season. Well, yeah, we weren't planning to do it. No. Because we thought it was too late in the season. But then my friend um, kind of sold it to us. She said it was a nice... Like, she kind of sold it to us as quite a leisurely thing you could do and it would be absolutely fine and that we should do it as part of our experience. So she kind of sold us on it. Yeah. And we booked it, and it was the last day of the season to do it. Yeah, we sort of... Before it closed. Laid in our capsule hotel and sort of arranged accommodation and then booked the pass Yeah. and booked the bus. Mm-hmm. All, it, it happened really quickly. Yeah. It was I almost would, like, yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, I would say... Plan it. Plan it. Um, well, don't plan it straight... Well, maybe you do have to plan it in the height of summer, but yeah. I would say as soon as we booked it, I was nervous. One, because I, it was the end of the season, so I was worried anyway. Then I saw the weather forecast. Yeah. It was just rain. So like, I remember thinking, like, I don't actually want to do it. Oh. And did. I remember saying that to you, and you were like, well, you don't have to, but I will. Oh, did I, I say Yeah. And oh. I was like, well, I don't feel happy with you just trotting up a mountain <laughs> on your own either. So oh. I'm going to have to go. Remember that. Yeah, we're in the hostel, and I was like, oh, I really don't want to do it. Like, I'm worried because the weather's not good, and it's the end of the season. Mm. And you're like, oh, standard, like, don't worry about it, or you don't have to do it, yeah. but I'm going to go. And I don't know why, but I don't want you to go up on a mountain on your own. I think if it was a harder one, mm. I would have maybe thought about not doing it. Mm. But I think the things I've read, and your friend Jackie and Kiro, yeah. oh, yeah, you just walked up, and you get a bit of ramen on the way, and a coffee. And have a beer. Have a beer, and just, yeah, you walk up to the summit. Oh, yeah. Right, we'll do that then. Yeah. Needless to say, that was not our experience. No, because it, it wasn't hard in terms of the hike. No. It was... It was challenging but not like horrendous it's not like Mount Kinabalu style no but the thing that happened to us was the second that we started it started raining it's never rain, yeah. like, and it didn't stop raining no all the way up we yeah. booked the um, yeah the last available um, station before the summit which is the 8th I think it's the 8th station yeah so it's like all little kind of yeah guest houses or along but so on our way up it was raining you couldn't see anything because it was covered in cloud it was yeah. And we quite quickly, like, despite waterproof gear, got soaked. <laughs> we through. gave up. 
we knew we couldn't get dry. Yeah. Um, you just were just trudging along to the yeah. And, and there was nowhere to stop to get a drink or refreshments. No. Everywhere was closed up. Bar one. Um, we got bar one. Coffee. But you, you couldn't go in. They weren't. Yeah. They, no one was letting anyone in. Yeah. Even if they asked, like, please, we just want to take some shower from the rain. Yeah. They wouldn't let anyone in because they were cleaning up. They were closing for the season. <laughs> yeah. So we, I remember just, like, holding this coffee, like, shivering <laughs> and just downing it to didn't get on with it. And yeah. just thinking, like, oh, why are we doing this? Yeah. And then we mm. got to the top. We got up quite quickly. Like, it didn't... Well, four hours, was it? Yeah. To get up there? It, it really wasn't that bad. Had it been nice weather, it would have been... Glorious, yeah. Yeah, kind of cool. And then the accommodation was a bit annoying. Yes. They're kind of... I'm not, not going to say cruel, but... I understand that they're, they're cleaning up for... They're, they're leaving the next day. They're cleaning up. Yeah. So the last thing they want to do is let us kind of roam around. So they had, like, these certain rules. Yeah, so All we, wet clothes in their bin bag. Yeah. In your room, above mm. you. Yeah, right, so we got wet. we got to the top, and before you're allowed to even step in, they tried to blow the worst of the water off with a hairdryer yeah. before they even let you in. Yeah, and then when you walked in, the main bit was this big open space, and I remember all the beams at the top had hooks on them. Yeah, so I remember I took my coat off and went to hang it up, and someone was like, "No, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't do that. Mm. It will drip water everywhere." Um, and then they gave me like a bin bag and said, yeah. "You can put your wet stuff in here, and then you ha- and then you attach." just tie it yeah. above your bed and that's it right so everything that was wet just sat in a bin bag overnight wet. yeah because you weren't allowed to hang it to get dry I guess in normal times any other I, day of the season you would yeah. have been able to hang stuff there yeah but so it was a relief to get up there but then frustrating because you knew nothing was going to dry mm. and I did have dry stuff in my bag that luckily stayed dry yeah did I have that as well? no your stuff had got wet because you hadn't put it in a plastic bag ah uh, yeah that's a mess I think something is that a couple of bits had stayed dry, but not everything. Yeah. And then um, the beds, it was like bunk beds, but it was just one massive bed. So yeah. it was, there were lots of people at the top, and you got in, well, we had food, that was great to eat something. And then when you went to bed, you were literally laying, you were one side of me, and then this random woman was the other side of me, and we were all just under one cover. Yeah. Um, Strange. We had our stuff dripping yeah. onto us, so our covers were getting wet because everyone's stuff was just dripping. I did manage. Well, I must have had some sort of dry clothes because I remember going into the main area to sit and obviously have dinner, yeah, and coffee, whatever we had. Yeah, I don't remember being wet then. No, so something must some of it must survived. Mm. Um, but, but I do it was, remember there was some stuff that got wet for you, like maybe it was socks or yeah. your hat and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I don't think I think some stuff did stay dry mm. and then luckily there's only 45 minutes to the top so we leisurely got up I think we were one of the last ones to leave yeah well we decided most people got up to get to the top for sunrise Not but we <laughs> we knew the weather was bad like although at this point we were above the clouds you know you're not going to see anything so there's mm. no point so we did kind of chill out but they wanted everyone out by seven or something yeah. didn't they so we had gone by then but we were I think one of the last ones to go yeah and you can literally see the end point as soon as you leave like you're just yeah. climbing up yeah half hour to 45 minutes depending on how fast you are yeah um, well I think it, we actually took an hour did we because I was struggling I think oh yeah really I wasn't mm. don't know why and then at the top was clear um, because we're above the clouds yeah so Not- it was actually clear blue sky for us at the top but yeah, you can see anything down with a blanket of clouds underneath yeah. you so again clear day would have been amazing yeah but at least we had a bit of 
respite in the top. Mm-hmm. Got the photos talking about Fuji. I guess it's one of the highest points in Japan. Yeah. Pretty cool thing to do. Pretty easy, easy hike. Um, bad weather for us, but on a normal day, I don't see that being a problem for no, most people. No, I would recommend doing it like in a. I know you can't predict the weather, but in mm. more in the summer, I think it'd be a really cool thing to do. Yeah, I think down was a little bit harder. The switchbacks yeah, on that switch volcanic on soft the, ash type yeah, of stuff. It was quite like, can't like, really slide a bit. Yeah. Mm. Um, back and forth, left and right. Yeah, and obviously it was really, like as soon as we hit the clouds, it's, it's back raining. in the rain again. Yeah, got down and yeah, completed that. Went to Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, I think we saw Ewan McGregor. Yeah, we did see Ewan McGregor um, at a temple that we went temple. to visit. Yeah, a little tiny entourage with him. Mm. Some good-looking blonde girl was with him, I think, on his arm. I seemed to recall. Don't know who that was. Um, but yeah, we didn't say hello, though. He would have... Well, no, I didn't even know who it was till yeah. we'd gone past. Like, it's not till I heard the voice. I was like, oh, I recognised that voice. And then I kind of looked to my side, and he was just passing me by. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> she shouted at him. No. Um, and also to finish off, uh, in Tokyo, we went to Park Hyatt Tokyo Hotel, yeah. which has a great view of Tokyo, but it's a trendy, expensive cocktail oh, yeah. bar at the top. Made famous by the film Lost in Translation, where Scarlett I'm... Johansson and Bill Murray are, which you've not seen, so again, something no. else that didn't mean anything to you. No, I just went there for an expensive drink and a view. And it felt very swanky. Yeah. It was great. In our basic clothes. Close to Tokyo is a place called Hakone. Yeah. It's a train ride away. I think you probably have to buy an actual train ticket for that. It doesn't qualify in the bullet point, but a train pass. I might be wrong. Um, but they do onsens there. We went to an onsen, which is like a, a bath. A bath. Like thermal bath. Thermal bath. Fully naked. Um, you took my towel. Yeah, they're separated the by male and female. Yeah. So we can, you can't go in together. We went to that one because in Japan, they're... Um, anti-tattoos oh, if your yeah. tattoo it's a sign that you're with the mafia yeah so and you've most onsens don't allow you who, to go if you've got tattoos mm. and this this area or maybe even that particular onsen was one of the only places that allowed people with tattoos to go yeah that's why we were there yeah so um, that's something to bear in mind anyone yeah I got away with it because you took all my stuff oh but. yeah so we went our separate ways and then it wasn't until I was sitting in a bath that I suddenly remembered that I had James's towel um, and then I kind of panicked and got out and thought you might be waiting to mm. get your towel but as it turns out you weren't because you'd sorted yourself out with the towel yeah I bought one from a vending machine for 100 yen <laughs> and that's the last one in there I somehow had money and got away with it um, I didn't know even how to deal with that because I didn't know how to get you out of the change room but got away with it I thought oh, it's a small towel but it will do for now um, yeah that was pretty cool relaxing naked other men all right. Um, next on a little Japan adventure, Hiroshima or Hiroshima, yeah. however you want to pronounce it. Um, dominated by obviously the atomic bomb memorial and the Peace Memorial Park. And um, there's a dome in the middle of Hiroshima which actually survived the bomb. It's on the river. Yeah, that was. Um, it's a pretty cool. Um, it's a bit like a skeleton in a way, wasn't yeah, it? Like there was parts it. of it still there, but mostly it was just the structure that yeah. was still standing and then again just remember hot days in Japan <laughs> gagging for aircon um, yeah we walked a few parks checked out that memorial um, and obviously the dome 
I, I quite liked the the vibe of Hiroshima. Yeah, it's really nice. It's just yeah, we went to the museum, didn't we? Yeah, it's just horrific what happened. You can go to the point where it drops as well. Mm, the actual point yeah. it exploded will drop. Yeah, it's in the past, it's just, isn't it? Yeah, awful. Yeah, so you sort of learn about that pretty soul destroying what human beings can do. Mm-hmm. But Hiroshima is a place, pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's modern and it's because it's modern, as in like there's nothing left after the, a bomb, like mm-hmm. it is. There's no traditional parts apart from that dome, really. It's mm-hmm. quite strange. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's on the river, loads of parks, loads of like walkways and ways you can cycle around. Yeah. Um, I don't remember accommodation there though. Do you remember accommodation? There? Yeah, it was that hostel. That is where I have now got my scar on my oh, head. Oh yeah, that's where you bled from the head, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. When you fell over and tripped. Oh we, god, that's like, horrendous. Got off the bu- uh, the train in Hiroshima, and we could see the hostel that we were staying in from the train station. Yeah. But then on Google Maps, it kind of told us the wrong way. Yeah. So we went round this lane, that and it, we came to a dead then. end. Yeah. So we walked out again, and we tried to go down another lane. Um, and yeah I think again it was hot so we were getting a bit stressed out with each other because we didn't know where we were going yeah um, and I like had, we obviously had our big rock sacks on like my big one on my back and then my mm. other one on the front of me and my ankle like, oh, I just sort of, seeing it yeah it um, buckled a little bit yeah buckled a bit and I couldn't right myself because I was so heavy so I yeah. just went like flat on my face like a turtle yeah. Like from the weight of my backpack because I couldn't write myself up. Yeah. And yeah, I got a big cut on my forehead, which you can still see now. Yeah, you're bleeding so much. I was like, yeah. Bloody hell, what do we do here? We debated going to the hospital, didn't we? Well, yeah, I think I probably should have gone to get stitches and then yeah. it wouldn't have scarred like it has. But yeah, I think. You can't I, see it actually that bad. Well, it's, it's weirdly in like a frown line. Yeah, so if you frown, you can see it. <laughs> yeah. But now you can't. Yeah. That was, yeah. but yes, yeah, so we did eventually find it, and I had like a bit of plaster on my head. Yeah, like bandana. Well, I, I was a bit concussed. I remember just feeling a bit out of it for a while. Like we were yeah. walking around, and I had to sit down. So I do think I probably should have gone yeah, to get we should medical have. attention. Yeah. But it's all right. Remember the hostel? That's a four-bed dorm, I think. Yeah, we sit. There was like a couple of guys. Yeah. Um, but that was all right. Just a hostel, right. really. Yeah. Nothing to note. But I don't know. It seemed a bit far out. But there's a, yeah. there's a train station next to it. Oh, but that's also where we met um, Coco, the oh, basset God. hound. Yeah, the basset hound. Cat. Like near the hostel, we were just walking around that area, and we came across this like there was just nothing of note, and then suddenly this basset hound cafe. Yeah. And we could see the little basset hound in the doorway, and we're like, oh my God, we have to go in there. Yeah, we went there a few times. I mean, spoke to the yeah. guy and it. And there was, nice not, bar. there was not really anyone in there. It was like a, like a bar, come cafe. So we yeah. were chatting to the owner, and then he was asking us where we were from, yeah. and like what part of England we were from. And we told him, and oh no, we didn't tell him. He just knew that we were from England. And he's like, oh, my friend lives there. Like he's got a restaurant. Maybe you know it, or maybe it's near you. And yeah. we were thinking, like, no way. It's going to be like in London or something. And then it's actually in Norfolk, isn't it? It's in Halston, I think. Yeah. Or someone like, in this. Yeah. yeah weirdly, like, yeah, so random. Yeah. And so he, we haven't been, we said that we'll go. Okay, and he yeah, gave us, been. like, all these stickers yeah. from his cafe. And it's like, oh, give, show, show my friend when you go. <laughs> I, so I thought bad not going there, actually. Well, we haven't really had a chance. No. We haven't true. really been home for long. Yeah. In that time. So we will go. Have we still got the stickers? Yeah, somewhere. Oh, yeah. I saw them the other day. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, let's give them. 
that's, I'll keep that promise. Yeah, it's so random though. I'd even like to go back to that behind and see if you're still there. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, and that was pretty much our experience in Hiroshima, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Nagasaki, which is kind of the same it's well, a atomic bomb thing, isn't it? it? Yeah. Um, a bit smaller. Yeah. Pissed down the rain there. Yeah, we stayed in the Ryokan again. Yeah. There. Really nice one. Very small. I think there's only like two or three rooms. It's a, it's a weird place. It has a road and it kind of ends at the end. I feel like it ends. Like it's one road that goes through the middle of the whole city, right? Mm. And then we're at one end, really. But I remember we went to Mount Anasa Lookout Point. When we getting there, cable car up. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. then we, I think we went at night time. Yeah. And had a good view of that. Yeah, that was nice. Um, but apart from that, and the again, it's on Bomb Memorial mm-hmm. and walking through town. It's raining. Cool doing much there. No, I don't think so. Um, I think we went to like there was a shopping mall or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I just think that was a bit of a smaller town, not yeah. really much going it on there. It was nice. It's nice though. Yeah. Yeah. Um and just quickly to finish off in Japan. Um we went to Kobe for a day. Yeah, not not much. Not much going on there, waterfront park. And um, we also went to Nara to go and see some deers at the park. Yeah, that was a cute little one night stop, wasn't it? Yeah. But that's again a nice town. But yeah. the main thing it's known for is the deer just like roaming free. Yeah. So you can feed them. They're like quite used to people. Yeah. Just kind of come up to you, expecting you to feed them. We that stayed was, in a hotel that day. Yeah, that was very comfortable. That was the only hotel we stayed in in mm. Japan. Maybe a whole trip, I can't remember. Yeah, that was a nice, nice stop. You don't need to be there long. No, just a little few deers about. Mm. Oh, we did, what we did have in um, Nara though is the Okonomiyaki. The Japanese oh, yeah. pizza that you found like a trendy little local place yeah. run by this woman, maybe her husband as well, I can't remember. And mm-hmm. um, we had some Japanese pizza. Yeah. That was really cool. That was like a proper local place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Okonomiyaki. Is it Okonomiyaki? Yeah, Japanese pizza. Um, yep. Yeah, I think the place was called Surigamachi's. Okay. I think you might have found it on Instagram maybe. <laughs> Probably. Can't remember. Um, but yeah, Japan, um, we finish off in Osaka because yep. we're flying out mm-hmm. from there. Um, at that point, I think Japan, we're ready to move on because mm-hmm. it can be quite intense the way it's all built and how, mm-hmm. how it is all and stuff. I found Osaka quite intense. Yeah, well, yeah, Osaka was very busy again. I guess it's smaller Tokyo. It's like Tokyo, though. It's like up, down, middle, underground, the whole lot. Yeah. It's like all over the place. Yeah, that's where they had that area. Was that where they had the area with the geisha girls as well? Yes, geisha girls, yeah. and then we went to Osaka Castle. Yeah. Um, is that the place we went to the temple in the water? Can't mm. recall. Um, but, yeah, Osaka, we weren't really there that much. Um, I think maybe one or two nights at most. Yeah. Um, but Osaka Castle was the main attraction we went to there I think um, yeah so that was kind of like the Japan trip really yeah um, very decent four weeks yeah thoroughly recommend it save your money yeah save your money it. but it's very like super safe well I can tell you how safe it is because this is where in all of our travelling I made a couple of major errors Oh yeah. Remember when we first arrived to Tokyo and we got to the capsule hotel and I realised I'd lost my wallet. Oh yeah. And you did, didn't you? Yeah, got there, went to pay and was like, can't find my wallet anywhere. Oh, yeah. 
and was panicking, trying to think, like, what's happened to it? Like, did I lose it on the train? Yeah. Um, and then I remembered the last time I had it was when we were trying to buy our train ticket from Tokyo, the subway ticket. Yeah, the subway ticket, yeah. Um, and I remembered I'd got it out of my bag then, and as I must have left it there. Yeah. And so the receptionist let me call Tokyo train station. Yeah. And I thought, oh, no, it must have been... Yeah, it would have been the train station or yeah. the airport station, whatever. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, there's no chance. But yeah, someone had handed it in. <laughs> Nothing missing, was no, it? No, so I went the next day, I went back to pick it up, yeah. and they were like super like happy to see me, like, oh, yes, yes. Like, they got all this And they'd stuff, listed right? everything that was in it, so I'd lost nothing, lost no cards, no money, like, incredible. Yeah, what place? So that was like amazing, because it was stupid, stupid of me. Yeah. But, and then, in Nagasaki, I left my e-reader in the Ryokan. Yeah. Yes. And, and again, I messaged to say, I'm sorry, I left this behind. He's like, no problem. Like, where's your next, like, address? I'll just send it there. Yeah. Amazing. And he, <laughs> wouldn't, he wouldn't let me, like, pay for it. No. Incredible. Incredible, yeah. So Unbelievable see, like, people, Japanese. Try not to do stupid things like that. But yeah. I really got away with it in Japan with that. Like, that just shows you how safe anywhere else in the world that stuff would be. Well, maybe yeah. not my e-reader, but my wallet would have oh, been God. gone. Yeah unbelievable place in terms of people in it yeah yeah I love the people there yeah so kind so accommodating as well mm. willing to help you out yeah um yeah so we left Japan yeah and our next stop is Nepal yeah and we were meeting our friend Scott there mm-hmm. former um, podcast guest former podcast guest yeah um previous episode and his friend Alison yeah. And the main bulk of Nepal was trying around a bit, uh, Kathmandu, Bukhara, but also to do some part of the Annapurna trek. Yeah. Um, we weren't sure at that point what we were going to do. Mm-hmm. But I remember leaving Osaka to go to Kathmandu. Was that direct flight? I don't remember. I don't remember. I feel like it was not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we arrived in Kathmandu and I said, and my Kathmandu is going to be like mm. for me it's like Delhi but a smaller version of it it's going to be dusty it's going to be mm. hot it's going to be busy yeah. and it's going to be chaos yeah. um, what did you think as soon as you arrived yeah well I think when you said that I didn't really know what to expect like obviously I have seen on TV that what Delhi is like what Kathmandu is like but it's hard to gauge like I kind of thought like yeah it'll be different but fine weather but it was actually a bit of a culture shock yeah. And maybe part of that was just because we'd been in Japan, which was very, like, orderly mm-hmm. and, um, you know, calm, whatever. And then, yeah, Kathmandu was chaotic. Kathmandu. And it was, like, you would drive... Like, I remember the taxi or whatever we got from the airport into Kathmandu was nuts. Like, you're just <laughs> driving anywhere on the road, any speed. And I do remember thinking for the first time, like, oh, I actually don't think I'd be able to handle it here. Mm. And I was a bit worried that I was just not going to like it at all. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, so we got to the hostel where Scott already was. Yeah, it's in Thamel, which is mm. the main tourist area of um, Kathmandu. Yeah. Um, yeah, right at the hostel. I can't remember the hostel name. I wasn't a fan of the hostel. Well, no, because do you remember our room? Yeah, they put us in the room. Is that at the top? At the top, where people obviously can sit and have a beer. Yeah, we were like literally night, like yeah. on the rooftop, yeah. so there's a little terrace bit, and our room was just on that terrace. Yeah. There was no window. 
no window. They were said they said that oh yeah, there's no window, it broke, but someone will come and fix it later. So we're like, okay. Yeah. Was that because of um, it was booked out? I can't remember why we didn't stay in the dorm because we went back there. Just a fast forward, a tiny bit second here. Yeah. We went back to Camden Dune after a few trips mm-hmm. around, and we went stayed in a hostel dorm there. Yeah, that I was fine. Yeah, I don't know why. We I don't know why we stayed there, but mm. I remember arriving, met Scott and um, Alison, and they took us like a little, a really cool local family like restaurant, literally down the alleyway, mm. which sold like real local food. Yeah. You, you, you don't know what time they open. You, you didn't know what they serve really, but yeah. unbelievable the Nepali food. But my head was. And like I had a real, real mm. bad migraine. Um, I think just the culture shock. I think. Yeah. But trying to get asleep on that room at the top. Yeah. It's noise. Yeah, but then the next day I don't really remember it, but I do remember then we were like walking around and obviously it was all just little streets with all the stores. And then we went to a cafe for breakfast, and I think that's when I started to settle into it a little bit. Yeah. Um, we. I think we had a few days in Kathmandu mm-hmm. um, and we were seeing like various um, what do you call it sites yeah. in Kathmandu but yeah mm-hmm. we went for breakfast was that a trendy one? well it was more English style wasn't it I remember like it was a real nice cafe that trendy one yeah and then we um, sort of like settled into Kathmandu I, mm. I didn't have a great sleep but I was fine the next day yeah um, yeah I think we went sort of hung around Tamil and then we went to the Swayam Bunath Stupa, which in layman's terms is the white um, temple dome thing with the flags coming down from it. Yeah, and it's got the eye, the face, like eyes on it. Eyes on it and stuff, yeah. yeah that's oh, cool. Oh, yeah, and we went to that rooftop. There's a rooftop bar, bar there, or yeah. like in the grounds. Mm. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, got in some shade, had a Coke, a glass bottle Coke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a cool attraction that we had to tick off. Um, yeah, so that was kind of, and then we went to that, remember that temple at the top of the stairs? With the monkeys. With the monkeys, yeah. yeah. God, that was no slouch, that. Yeah, there that was a lot of steps up. Steps up, mm-hmm. yeah. Had a great view in the pool um, of Kathmandu, though, didn't it? Yeah, uh, that's where, when the monkeys sold, I think it was Alison's orange juice. Yes. And then started drinking it. Started drinking it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, big shout out to Alison. We've not seen her since, but she's mm-hmm. a laugh. So, back in Scotland yeah I did like Kathmandu after that I don't think it took me long to adjust mm. but that was the only time I really felt like oh wow yeah this is different yeah and I guess you have all the people like the people coming up to you trying to sell you stuff like yes. constantly yeah that was because before that I'd only been to Malaysia and I guess that's not quite yeah um, tame so yeah that this is where you have to kind of haggle with everything when you're buying stuff mm. like, and that's not I still I don't think I'll ever feel comfortable doing that mm. but I know that's part of it but mm. yeah and we um, yeah I think we adjusted pretty well yeah but I mean it was very cool like it's a classic hippie place isn't it like oh, yeah. the history and mm. there's colours everywhere you can obviously get what you want at any time mm. in Tamil there's people hanging around the street I think yeah. Scott might have had his little mate that oh, maybe got yeah. some hash occasionally mm. um, we used to see him every day I think just in the same spot yeah um yeah, it was kind of like, we were, I think we planned to do a cooking course, but that got cancelled. Um, I seem to recall we went to go and book one, but the chef didn't fancy it, or just said no, it was not happening. Mm, maybe, yeah. Um, but we didn't do that. But then we um, planned to go and basically go to other parts in the pool. That was like the, I think we knew, I knew that would be the busiest place we'll be. 
um, because the rest of it is going to be pretty sparse. Yeah. Again, in no order. We discussed in the pool. What was that? Yeah, what was that breakfast place we went to a few times? I can't I remember know. what it's called. Don't ask me. I don't But we were sitting there and um, talking about that, the Annapurna. Yeah. About, so Annapurna is a trek around Annapurna Mountain. Mm. It can be one to 20 days. Depends where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott is a bit of a hiker, so there's no doubt. Um, and he's done a quite a bit before. There's no doubt he could... Um, physically and if he wanted to do the 20 days I think yeah. he probably had that in his mind but I think we were like we're just not sure if um, we can do that long oh, yeah. so we discussed it I think it wasn't I don't think we were ever necessarily going to do the whole thing but we were certainly going to do a lot more than we ended up doing but I think I was researching it and standard me getting scared of everything mm. and worrying I was just not sure about it it was going to like a higher elevation yeah. I think there was going to be snow covering at that time and yeah. I was like we're not we've got not got equipment for snow yeah. the, the other issue that I was worried about but you were not so worried about is that you didn't have insurance that covered you over that <laughs> elevation so I was like oh if something happens then you've not got insurance for it mm. that I was just freaking out yeah you but I think also just because in general yeah, my hiking experience was yeah. pretty much one or two days at that point. I think Alison was the same. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she said anything until we arrived about that. Yeah, I can't remember. But I remember having yeah breakfast and we sort of agreed that let's do Poon Hill. Yeah, because it's five days. It's five days. And it's if you do the 20 days, it's probably the first major stop on that 20 days. Mm. But we thought we'll do Poon Hill up to that summit, which is about... So it's still over 4,000 metres. Yeah. And then come back down um, to Bacara. So we hopped on a bus I think yep. probably the roads in the pool are horrendous oh my gosh um, yeah that's an experience in itself like if you want to you know I can't remember how far is Kathmandu to Pakara. yeah but two years you know here in the you know in Canada or anywhere else yeah that might take you a couple of hours maybe to drive to but the bus took 12 well 8 I think it's 8 or 10 mm. Like here to Whistler is two hours in yeah. the car, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the same distance in the pool would be, yeah, eight to ten hours yeah. in a bus. Shitty roads, yeah. chaos. Um, but anyway, we got a bus to Pakara because Pakara is the hub. Mm-hmm. So whether you're doing base camp or Annapurna or just a little bit of hiking or walking around, yeah. most people just plant themselves in Pakara and there's like mm-hmm. a little area there that you can tell all the backpackers and hikers stay in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we stayed at a hostel by the lake. Yeah. Um, um, Fuwa. Fuwa Lake. Um, settled in. Uh, loved Bacara. Way, yeah. way, chill, way more chilled. Oh, yeah, it's different. Totally by the lake. Um, the dorm was okay. Yeah. Um, we sort of then planned Poon Hill. Mm-hmm. And we got uh, a couple of guides that the hostel owner, I think Scott knew the hostel owner, or got friendly with him, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but he helped us arrange a trip. Yeah. And got our guides for Coon yeah. Hill, which then we then got a bus to where the trek starts. Right, mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember the the guides' names. I've actually got them on Facebook. <laughs> um, actually said, actually spoke to one the other day, but the two guys are completely different people. Really, I think one was definitely a local, maybe more working class, um, but obviously he has trekked few times around there well, yeah, he was an actual, like, actual guide. local guide yeah and then the other guy I don't know if it's his friend or the hostel owner's friend the hostel owner's friend this guy is a bit more 
I think he's been to university. I think he's done like I, th- I swear he's done some Eng- like literature stuff. He wants to be a writer. I know that. So maybe not really a hiker. Maybe there just as an experience. But he was along just for the ride, like no extra cost. He was coming along to help. Well, I thought he was there because he thought he wanted to get into that yes, thing. Yes, I think so. Said, but that was actually his first trek. As <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, so he was along for the ride. So we had two guys, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Me, you, and Alison. Um, and Scott. Um, anyone else? No. no, just us. Yeah, so we arrived. Um, I, was, I knew this would be a little bit tough because yeah. of the altitude. Mm. And also five days of hiking. And you had a cold. Oh, yeah, I had a cold. Yeah, yeah. I seem to forget that. Yeah. I did, didn't I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I remember the first day, first few days were tough because it's constantly uphill. Yeah, it was just up, up, up. Yeah. Um, like, just working towards the stations to take a break. Mm. I don't remember what, in what order. I remember one being a really nice little station on the way up where it had, like, real big concrete steps. Mm. Got to the place where I was staying. It had, like, a little rooftop place on top of it. Like, you can, I got in flip-flops, had a shower, I think. Oh, yeah, Had, that like, a glass nice. coat. Had, like, yeah. a view over the view. The one thing about the, the trek is there's always views in there, like mountains yeah. everywhere. I, I think, for me, like that first real multi-day trek, I really always looked forward to getting to that next guest house so I could put my flip-flops on yeah. and just have a chai, tea, yes. and uh, chill out. A mild view, mm. rest of the legs. Yeah, because it was always amazing because there is no roads no there. Roads. Yeah. And um, not too busy. You know, there was a lot of people. There was a lot of people, but not crowds. Not crowds. Yeah. I think we um, slowly made our way in reasonable time. I think. Mm. Um, got to know the guides and yeah. chat along the way. But I was, as always, I do struggle a little bit. But I think I don't know if Alison was struggling. But mm. the first couple of days up were pretty tough because it's straight out. Yeah. But love the views. Yeah. And then we got to the place before Poon Hill Summit. Mm. Um, it's actually like a little village, wasn't it? Yeah. It had the big gate, welcome to Poon Hill, isn't it? Yeah. And then we started realising that our guide was limping. Uh, he'd been limping before that. Yeah, I think that's when I started to really realise. I think yeah. he... He was doing it in flip-flops as well, which like, yeah. was an interesting choice. But I was like, okay, well, he is an experienced tracker. Like, he obviously doesn't need to wear the shoes. Yeah. But actually, it, yeah, he was limping. He ended up using like I can't remember it wasn't your sticks I don't think you'd been using them maybe it was mine or yeah. one of mine one of Alison's or Scott's something he asked to borrow them yeah. like, well, this isn't a good sign yeah. but that I think it's the third day I think mm-hmm. that that third day was the first day I realised oh he's struggling a little bit yeah. like he is actively limping now yeah I think up to that point maybe I'll just concentrate on myself but I didn't really see much mm-hmm. but he fell a little bit behind and we said he's like, he's like no no I'm fine I'm fine um, but yeah we just sort of limped our way to the next accommodation which was fine it was like mm. a big it was like a big hotel wasn't it yeah yeah um, it was like a big lodge or something wasn't it yeah mm. and then we um, played uh, what's the what's the card game Flux, Flux. we played Flux all the time oh yeah I, that, I'd say card games are essential <laughs> for travelling yeah recommend Flux we played Flux every minute yeah. of the day that we had spare and Alison kept losing and she was getting annoyed <laughs> but um, we had a right laugh on that trek like with just stories and Scott and Alison and mm-hmm. yeah we got to the 
that viewpoint and then it's about 45 minutes up to the top next morning yeah and but again there was the sunrise sunrise thing we were going up in the dark yeah and there was a guy on his own British yeah. guy mm-hmm. quite a big chap he just about made it to the hotel yeah but he was struggling mm. and the next morning he was ready to go um, but he was like I remember, I remember asking how far up was it how far up was it and he's like oh 45 minutes I don't think he made it in the end no because it's 45 minutes but it was like steep steps yeah. up yeah. and it was quite crowded because yes. at that point everyone's doing it at the same time yeah um, I was struggling at that point mm. I just need to get up there can't wait to go downhill again so I think I, la- I lagged behind the rest of you mm. um, but yeah finally got up there 45 minutes an unbelievable oh. clear view no rain 100% no clouds 100% worth it 360 view of the Annapurna and the other re- mountains there they've got 8,000 metre re- uh, mountains there yeah um, couldn't see Everest but no. Annapurna was the main one yeah that was stunning yeah we, we did get lucky I know I said last time that mm-hmm. every time we go up a mountain we can't see anything but that was the one time that we did yeah. a little coffee stand there as well we can get mm-hmm. coffee for the morning yeah. oh it's a dream yeah. just a view felt a bit free really felt an achievement as well yeah um, just about the same height as Mount Kinabalu but scary that we were just kind of mid to low to low range of the rest of the mountains mm-hmm. but Mount Kinabalu right at the top nothing else is there yeah um, yeah and then um, just loved it yeah the views it was stunning yeah. like you can't describe it and the photos we've taken just don't really do it justice mm. like you can see but you can't you can't appreciate how huge yeah they looked yeah um, I think we stayed there for quite a while mm. when the sun came over yeah and then I guess it's straight back down yeah um, well, this is at the point we realised like I think we actually ended up only doing four days because we realised like you were struggling at this point we knew that the issue with the guide was that his foot was broken something and like he that, knew yeah. that when he started yeah. I think um, so I think we decided like he this guide said that he knew a shortcut that would take us like away from the main path yeah, and it would cut the cut the height five short. Days because we on the fourth day of the morning, that's the summit, and then we stayed a night at that really nice accommodation. Yeah. So into the fifth day, we got back. Yeah. I don't know how far that okay. Was. Well, I feel like we, it got cut short because we did the shortcut. Yeah. But anyway, that shortcut turned out to be one of the nicest parts of it because yeah, we were wild. like away from all the other trackers, yeah. or yeah. pretty much. I think we saw maybe two or three other yeah. trackers. So we were going through all these villages. Mm. Um, like literally felt like we were walking through their little farms at some point yeah there's this yeah, um, what are donkeys what are they called yeah um, just, that's the only way up and down if you don't want to walk yeah. you can't drive there's no road yeah there's no road no airport, so you just no see nothing. like yeah the no donkeys trains. carrying stuff or people carrying stuff yeah um, and we stayed at that hotel yeah the we, there was a guest house yeah there that we stayed at and we were the only guests there I think there's another couple there but I think they had some problems there was the two guys, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. I can't what happened there. One had to go back really early or mm. something was going on. But yeah, that was the, one of my favourite places I've ever stayed at. Yeah, the view. The, the view silence. was amazing. It was quiet. The yeah. mountain ranges, you were just in the middle of nowhere. Our room was huge. Like, if you yeah. paid for that in a city, you'd be paying <laughs> hundreds, if not thousands of yeah. dollars. Whereas we paid, what? Five dollars. Five dollars, yeah. It's incredible. And you got, we got nice food yeah amazing loved that place yeah and I think we were just appreciating at that point really appreciating more the area that we're in yeah um, 
because from then on it's just a bit further downhill in the next morning yeah I think I think we entertained the thought of maybe carrying on but I think we, we all decided now we're going to stay here I mm. think that was an option um, but like now we're, oh, we're yeah. enjoying that yeah we could have kept walking but yeah. we really liked the place didn't yeah. we so we stayed yeah yeah um, unbelievable yeah the views are incredible mm. mountains blue skies silence no one about mm-hmm. trendy and then we just made our way back to the town. Um, I can't remember what the town's called. Um, to get our bus back to yeah. Bukhara. Yeah. Now the bus. Awful. Absolutely. Worst ex- worst experience of my life. Going staying from the best place I've ever stayed in. Yeah, yeah. In one to, day. To <laughs> thinking I was going to die. I claim to stay. We nearly fell off the edge. Yeah. So <laughs> we said before the roads are bad. The buses are. Like from the seventies, if yeah. not older, like they're not good buses. I think if you've seen the Serpent on Netflix, yeah. uh, it's on BBC as well. When they're in the pool in that series, and the buses they show, they're there. Yeah, they're, they're still out today. Yeah, and this bus had oh, it, it was packed full of people, packed full of people. and we, well, yeah, there wasn't enough seats for everybody. Despite having a ticket. Yeah, we were meant. I supposedly had a ticket, which meant yeah. we were guaranteed a seat, but that wasn't true. Um, I had to stand, and I was getting emotional. So James about was it. standing. Um, there were lots of other like backpackers on this bus, and then also locals. The backpackers were at the back, mm. um, and we we're going down this mountain range, and you could just see a drop. Yeah, and obviously there's huge potholes in the road, so the bus would be like wobbling along <laughs> down these potholes. And I was like, no, I, I was freaking out. I was sitting next to Scott, and Scott was. Scott, so he was very chilled, even though he'd had his awful bus experience yeah. before that. Or chilled, or was worried, but wasn't saying anything. Yeah. You were stressing out, which stresses me out. Yeah. So we ended up swapping, actually, because I was like, I'd rather be standing up than <laughs> see you getting stressed, so we swapped. Mm. I don't know how Scott dealt with that, because you know, if you check into the previous episode with Scott, mm. he his bus did fall over the edge, yeah. and he somehow survived it in the pool. I think the brakes fell, yeah. uh, brakes failed. Mm. And he somehow survived that. Yeah. But um, I, also, I don't know how he coped with that. No. Also, on that bus, the window broke. I don't know if it had already broken mm. or... And this, the, the like guy sitting next to it was trying to keep all the glass from falling on him, but it just kept like breaking off, so that was <laughs> falling everywhere. We honestly all thought we were going to die, I think. Yeah. You could just see the drop, and you could see this real fast water going God. as well. Luckily, so. it wasn't all the way back. It was to the next town where yeah. we swapped onto better buses yeah um, not better roads but better buses mm-hmm. and that was more comfortable and, and we were just relief. a bit more off the off, off the, the real track. like yeah. mountain roads by that point but yeah that was terrifying but yeah. now just an experience we can look back <laughs> on that I wouldn't want to do again back to Bacara um, rest of the legs had a pizza said goodbye to our friends the guys and then done a cooking course yeah Momos. Yeah, made Momos, which we still haven't made since. No. Great Momos, though. Yeah. I think it's run by this British lady who had a hostel, right? Yeah. Um, she had done an English breakfast there, I think. Um, yeah, I remember one morning, me and Scott went off to find an English breakfast. I don't know what you and Alison were up to, but mm. we um, we found this place at an English breakfast. Got a picture of it. Um, but yeah, just chilling out in Picaro. Mm-hmm. And then we sort of um, went up that big hill and stayed the night at that hotel. I can't remember what the hill's called. No. But um, 
in Bukhara you can go up I think it's an hour hour and a half mm. up further up the mountain and they do paragliding up there yeah. but there's a viewpoint that you can walk up to as well mm-hmm. so we booked a night at this hotel again unbelievable value for the room no one really there yeah essentially so after Pakara we ended up just going to a few little villages yeah. didn't we up yeah. in the hills and just staying in these huge guest houses yeah and that was like incredible view over the top yeah and we went to sunrise yes again sunrise yeah and saw the sun come over that was pretty yeah. cool that, we'd seen that in a TV show as well, hadn't we? Yes. Can't remember who's Leveson Wood. Leveson Wood, I think his mate lives up there. Mm. The one who does uh, some treks with. Yeah. He actually lives in that village, I think. Yeah. Where, that we walk past. They've mm. got like four or five shops and they're in it and they try and get you to come in and buy something. Yeah. Um, I yeah. mean, essentially, the rest of our trip in Nepal, I think our aim was to go to these little towns in the hope that we might see Everest. I feel like that oh, was yeah? the aim. Okay. Or we were like, oh, we'll go to this village, and I think you might, we might get yeah. to the Everest. Um, didn't really see we it. We didn't see it. Well, um, we didn't. You saw it. I think out. I saw it when I flew out because it was poking out of the clouds, and I said, "This is the only mountain I can see coming out of the clouds." Yeah. Then the last three places we had left in Nepal, um, we went to uh, Bhaktapur. Yeah. Is that the place where we got like? That was a French... Yeah. Um, Real nice little town yeah. in, in the hills. Wasn't it, like, French-inspired or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. We stayed at a hostel where, like, that family, like, cooked us a family meal under that. Yeah. Like they were really interesting, weren't they? So yeah. it was their house, I guess, that they rented out, obviously, yeah. to tourists. But then they made us, like, a... Yeah, we joined their family dinner. Yeah. But they were funny, because... Do you remember they were, like, apolo- not apologising... But being like, oh, we're sorry if it's not as clean or as the standard that you're used to. Oh, like, strange stuff that. like that, as if they were embarrassed. And yeah, like, it was yeah. odd. Like, it was fine. Like, yeah. yeah, okay, if you paid for it in the UK, you probably wouldn't yeah. be impressed. But someone's you home. just know it's someone's home. Like, yeah. we're obviously not paying much at all to go. Yeah. It was very, like, it made me feel bad that they were worried about that yeah I don't know why and they were so generous and nice to us yeah and they like painted our forehead with some paint yeah gave us like the flower garlands yeah Yeah. that was a really nice little um yeah I remember that Mm. nice great meal yeah that was a nice town nice town um some temples around you can go and walk up as well um and then we went well to finish off there we we got a bus into town but the town is down the hill so we had to get up the hill yeah and um, we planned to book a taxi and someone's like jeep and for some reason oh, yeah. they did not get in this jeep <laughs> it just wouldn't open mm. and it's like they spent 10-15 minutes trying to like, yank this jeep open we got a bit bored like oh we're going to get someone else but once you agree a deal they, they, they want the money so they no 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 stay with me so then they said oh we've got this other car that we don't use that much but it's a really nice like new car and it was quite new um, but this guy was like 19 well yeah we thought um the guy that we're making the deal with was going to drive it. Yeah. Then he was like, oh no, this he's going to drive you. And yeah. I feel like he just learnt to drive. Yeah. Or and his mate, I don't know if his mate came with him, but no. he was racing up the hill. Oh, so quick and up I the hill. I was getting really stressed out. I was like, just slow the fuck down, it's not a race. Yeah, again, like, okay roads. Don't compress. But it was round mountain side yeah. roads again. Oh, and it's going so quickly and there's no one around. And it's a bit yeah. like, well, it's classic Nepal yeah. style, but... Um, but we survived and got there and then 
I think we then popped off to Chitwan National Park. Oh, yeah. To go and do some jungle trekking to try and find some hippos. Rhinos. Rhinos. Yeah. This was a bit of Nepal I didn't really know about the jungle of the south. Towards India. Mm. Um, Real hot. Muggy hot days. Mm And went to Chitwan, saying it's like unbelievable accommodation again, like it's just like palace in the middle of nowhere. Um, booked on a tour. And they sort of almost guaranteed, oh yeah, yeah, you'll see like rhinos and stuff. Didn't see any. Didn't see one. <laughs> they yeah. were shocked. I think the guy took us, but the guy who organised it, I guess he owns it, mm. was shocked that we didn't see any. Yeah, because we did a tour, so in the day, in the morning, maybe you drove around this jungle yeah and it's like jeep type thing safari thing right yeah. yeah didn't see anything didn't see a thing no and then in the afternoon you walked through it yeah again terrifying for me <laughs> yeah I get scared eas- easily but I just remember him saying there's a, there was meant to be tigers mm. in there so he was like, telling us that or oh, if you see the a bears, rhino bears, or an it? elephant yeah maybe yeah. bears as well yeah. telling us all these things to do and there's like oh but if you see a tiger pfft, yeah, I forget about You're it. You're done. Yeah. And I was like, just terrified, because this, like, we were going through, like, long grass, like, yeah. hut taller than us, so I was like, I can't see if anything's coming, so I was terrified, and I, I do remember when he thought he'd seen a rhino, and he was, like, telling us to be shush, yeah. and then suddenly my throat went dry, and I had, to, like, choking, and I was like, oh, God, <laughs> like, drawing animals to us. These guys were, like, exceptional, though, because they just had the sense of, they're here in their sight, they're, mm. like... Oh yeah, maybe over here. Let's go over here. Like, yeah. They just had a sense of where they mm. could be. We found footsteps, but we didn't really find the actual animal. Yeah, we saw a tiger footprint, didn't yeah. we? Um, but yeah, it was funny because even when we went into town, like at night, the guys like, "Oh, be careful walking back in case you see a rhino." So yeah. I was like, "What?" Or elephants, I think. As yeah. Well, can roam through. But no, nothing. The only elephants we saw were the poor ones that were like tied up. Yeah, but I guess family owned them. Yeah. Right. That was sad. Oh, yeah, we did go into town actually and had a few aircon coffees mm-hmm. and breakfasts, I think. But yeah, I would recommend going there because it's not something you hear, you know about no. Nepal when and people talk about it. And the road there was it. good. Yeah. That's the only road that was decent. Mm, it was, wasn't it? Speed bumps, don't know why. Oh, I don't speed that. bumps. But the actual, it's paved and it's not a stress to get there. Yeah. Um, and then after Chitwan, we went back to Kathmandu. But we went back to, it must have been one of those other... It like was that, another like... Town in village in the, in the hills. Yeah, that's where we, well, that's where I left. Yeah, and where we got there again? I think we went up there. It was to... again just might see Everest. Oh yeah. Yeah, but it was cool up there. I, I just really remember liked it, yeah. we walked around the town, went somewhere, had chai tea in the mountains, played cards. I mean, that was pretty yeah. much standard of our trip. I think, to be honest, that's quite why I quite liked Nepal in general because there wasn't necessarily that. Like, you know, if you go to a city or a country, yeah. like, oh, I have to see, I should go to this museum, I have to go here, I have to mm. go there. Whereas Nepal, like, apart from the trekking, there's not loads you have, mm. like, should do. It's like a tourist thing. I quite liked that we went all to these little towns and all there really was to do was walk around, enjoy the view, yeah. just relax, like, have a drink and enjoy the scenery. Like, I think I, that was one of the things I really loved about it. Because we walked around... I, don't, I can't remember the town what it's called mm. but I think it's 45 minutes an hour outside of Kathmandu yeah straight up the hill yeah yeah we walked around unbelievable views I guess we're trying to see Everest as well yeah the accommodation was great the guy who owned it was awesome yeah and his family mm-hmm. um, 
unbelievable um, Dalbat, which is not mentioned yet, which is the national yeah, dish, yeah. which is like a, a tali. It's all you can eat, basically, is like Indian food. Well, what it? did you get always? It was always curry. Yeah, two types of curry, I think. Two types of curry, a dal. yeah. Dal. Rice. Rice. Uh, papad or papadon. Yeah. Every and... We basically ate that every day we were there. And it's all you can eat. Yeah, the Lord come and ask you if you want more rice, yeah. if you want more curry. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's when you left a little bit earlier, wasn't it? Because Yeah, um, I left two two or three days earlier than you to go to... Cambodia. Cambodia. So he actually gave me... Him, him and his family were driving down to Kathmandu. Yeah. So I got in the car with them. And they dropped you at the airport? Um, no, they dropped me off in a, like, somewhere just outside Kathmandu, and then it was his, like, friend's son or something right. that gave me a lift to the airport. Oh, right, OK. Um, but yeah, in the car on the way down, like, they were listening to, like, what, I don't know, Ashim was Nepalese music. Yeah. With their son, who was, what, seven, maybe? Yeah. It was like... Ed Sheeran Ed Sheeran on <laughs> so we were listening to Ed Sheeran on the way down right. and I was trying to tell him like oh yeah he's like lives near me <laughs> in England he's like oh have you seen him <laughs> but the, I remember that actually at that time that Ed Sheeran song I can't remember which one it is Fair now right? no, no something know. else Shape of You maybe it was playing everywhere we went in the world yeah. at that time yeah it was Co- just funny like coin in where you know, in the pool, in like this random town, but this kid is like loving Ed Sheeran, mm. which is funny. But yeah, that that was Kathmandu. Well, that was Nepal for me. Yeah, you went to Cambodia earlier. I was going to join in Cambodia just for Angkor Wat, mm. and I went back to Kathmandu just a couple of days and um, just to hang around. We went we went to quite a few trendy breakfasts. I mean, it was it's Western time for us. I think we went to like we just saw where we can have poached eggs and toast and like that <laughs> around Kathmandu. Um, we didn't do much from what I recall. I think we had a few beers actually out um, in Tamil. Um, yeah, and then Alison was then going as well. Mm. Um, we were going separate ways actually. Well, yeah, you went early. I went to go and join you. Scott was going to India, maybe I can't remember. Mm. Uh, and Alison was going home to Scotland. So yeah, that was the end of our trip. Mm-hmm. Thoroughly enjoyed Nepal. Yeah, I really loved it. it a life experience. Me. Yeah, it went from being like, I don't think I can handle it, to being one of my favourite countries I've been to. Yeah. I guess because it's so different. Like, you have to be prepared that it's a completely different culture. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, the poverty there is yeah. huge, but the people are incredibly kind and generous. Mm. Like, yeah, okay, you you are going to have to haggle with people, and that gets a bit awkward. Like, when we were haggling with taxis, and they decide yeah. that they, they suddenly decide they want more money because oh taxis don't go up the, this road and if I do I'm going to charge yeah. you this and you realise you're haggling and actually you're haggling over like probably two pounds yeah. and then you feel a bit shit because you know it's part of the game then game's yeah. game that taxi up to that place the last place that you were at yeah. that, that he's stopping it yeah he, he, he couldn't go up the hill he went, got into the main bit and no then, no before that he couldn't go up the hill he almost broke down oh my god yeah I forgot about that it's such we, a we small could... car <laughs> It had yeah. four of us and had stuff in it. it. It would not go. Yeah. It was not powerful enough, so we had to yeah. push it up the hill. We had to push it, yeah. yeah. Oh, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, he got to the main part after that. Mm. Said that I'm not, I'm not going any further. Yeah. Like, it's just literally down there. Yeah, or, and he's like, oh, it's if I do, thousand. I'm going to yeah, charge you. Yeah. And then we're like, okay, we'll walk. And it was literally around the corner. 
Yeah. And there fine. were loads of cars. It was like a main road, and he'd been saying, oh, it's not a main road. Do you know what? It's kind of broke on the way up. Well, yeah. Okay. I don't think I wanted to be in it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Transportable. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, it's so different. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, yeah. the trek was obviously awesome. Like, although it was hard and I struggled and I probably cried every day, it was an amazing experience. Mm. And then, yeah, just the people, all the little towns that we went to. Love the loved people, it. love the food, love the trekking, love how quiet it is above in Kathmandu. Yeah. Um, but even Kathmandu's got got stuff going on. Yeah, it's a pretty lively it's place. Cool. It's cool to see. Yeah. Um, annoying things, maybe buses and roads, but mm. it is what's part of the experience, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and the food's great, like unbelievable food. Um, it is part of the hippie trail back in the day, and so I can see why people go yeah, there. Yeah, it's funny because it does feel awkward because some of the stuff I liked, like in Pekara, there was quite hippie, and yeah. there was a lot of like hippie cafes we went in that I loved. Like I love that stuff, yeah. but then I also am like, but that's not part of the Nepalese culture. No. Like they're not there doing that, so no. you just feel a bit of a, like a white yeah tourist. It's weird in Pekara because you you stay on that waterfront by the lake. Mm. It's all westernised around there. It's like yeah. it's all the hikers and stuff. Mm. And then when we, I think we dropped off the guide to his like near his home. Yeah. And it was like a few rows back, and it's like ah, oh, that's probably Nepal where all the locals like mm. it's busy, dusty street, like people milling about, not mm. tourists in sight. It's almost like they get to a certain point now we don't go down there because it's not really our spot. Yeah. Pretty so sad. that is a bit yeah. like on reflection. I'm like ah, oh, mm. I loved it, but I guess that's not the real Nepal. No, but then... But I think we got a bit of both. We got I like both. to think we saw both sides of it. Yeah. But people in Bukhara, they go to do base camp, and that's a big mm. revenue stream for Nepal, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. I think they accept that in Bukhara. Mm. Do we finish off with a baked bean story or not? Yeah, I don't know if you've told it in another podcast. I have. Oh, you have? Yeah, but in Bukhara, one evening we went out for dinner. Yeah. Pissing down the rain. And went to a Western Calf, had a burger. Well, I did. Mm. Veggie burger. I think I had a pizza. Um, yeah, Western food. And then I saw that they had for breakfast that they had <laughs> uh, English breakfast with baked beans for breakfast. Yeah. So I asked the waiter, oh, is there any chance you can do a side of baked beans with my meal tonight? So I was gagging for them. And he gave me a price, I, I think it's like a, a dollar, which is quite a lot side because there's almost as much as the meal and I said yeah go on let's do it and I was really excited about these baked beans but then food came out which is great and then out come my side of baked beans and it was a egg cup of baked beans oh, not even an egg cup it was hilarious <laughs> it was like a thimble of baked beans I was literally like five I had maximum six. I think I had six baked beans I think it I was so them. funny the disappointment on your face I couldn't complain because he'd gone out of his way to get baked beans for me. I guess they're an expensive commodity in the pool, but... I know, but I just can't help but think they would have, like, gone off. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was funny. And he brought them out, I couldn't believe them. My (laughs) mouth dropped. But I devoured them in one swoop. Mm. But, yeah, that was, um... Yeah, decent trip to the pool. Yeah, great. Japan and Nepal, love them both. Yeah. Total different ways. Yeah. Getting out of Nepal was a nightmare. Um, The next episode we do together because we keep talking we keep talking too long is the next leg of that was Southeast Asia so we'll touch on that next time but Mm -hmm. yeah we went to Cambodia after that and we'll start there but Mm -hmm. I had to go through Bangladesh and three flights to get to Siem Reap it was a nightmare oh yeah Um, I had a bit of trouble in Bangladesh actually Mm -hmm. I somehow missed 
or I didn't care <laughs> one or two both probably I had to get an actual tourist visa to go in even though I didn't leave the just airport just go through the airport yeah mm. and I just blindly didn't accept it and I got marched around by this like security guy who was like border police and I was like absolutely blagging my way out of it ignorance mm. I didn't realise they somehow let me off I think the only reason they let me off is because I actually got in a bit of a conversation with the guy he's like oh what are you doing so I just you know travelling around and he was like God, I'd love to be able to do that I was like oh, what do you say to someone that who's doing an important job in Bangladesh is probably, probably paid not that much mm. but he's probably paid well compared to other people there he's like how do you do it I said I'll just work save money and then head off mm. he said it's not possible here I'm like oh, it should be like uh, I feel bad that's not a thing for you he goes yeah I'd love to do it like maybe I come to your country and do that and I was like maybe if, if it's possible I don't mean what to say to him mm. um, but yeah I had to go via somewhere in Nepal or Bangladesh I can't remember which way it was oh no it's from that Bangladesh leg to go meet you that's when I saw that group of people who were going to Qatar to work on the World oh, Cup yeah. buildings and they mm. asked me because my seat was bang in the middle of them all and they had like the, one, like the same coloured hat on and like oh are you going to you with us I'm like no nah, mate I'm, I'm off to Cambodia to Rich Fabian but th- these guys were controlled by two guys tell me told them what to do gave them documents sat them in lines in the airport I was like oh god it's a slave labour grip anyway let's try not to finish on that Cambodia was great we'll do that next time and then yeah. we'll crack on but Japan Nepal Vanuatu bit of Australia yeah summed up pretty well there summed up thoroughly thoroughly yeah <laughs> maybe we talk too much yeah maybe maybe we get bored of it who knows well, I hope I hope with the aim of your podcast, we're inspiring. <laughs> yeah. Um, we haven't really touched on... I need to end on a good point here, very quickly. Is as a couple... Yeah. Um, we were going to touch on this, so we had to say we end on this. Yeah. Travelling as a couple, mm-hmm. the advantages it has is stuff like... At least you've got someone always there if things go wrong. Yeah. Things like hostels, food, um, travel, maybe... Mm-hmm. Is maybe slightly cheaper because you book as a couple. Yeah. Um, you know, you can always, we can stay in a dorm or we can stay in a private room. There's, there's an option there. Yeah, but that I wouldn't put that as a plus point. Like, oh, it just makes sense because it's cheaper to travel as a couple. No, but it gives it's you the just option. A, a bonus. It's a bonus. Yeah. Um, it'd be the same if you travel with a friend. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, we're pretty open and flexible enough to travel with people. So we travel with Alice and Scott, who are not a couple but are friends. Yeah. So that's four of us there, and but we've done Japan, just us two as well. And yeah, I mean, I don't really know any different because, as we discussed before, yeah. my travelling is limited. Mm. The longer tr- trip I did, the three weeks on Europe was with a friend, and then I've been mm. on a couple of bits on my own. Yeah, but I suppose so for me. Although also you're my first like long term partner as well, but I feel like it's a good way to get to know somebody because you're literally with each other 24-7 I mean we are good in the sense that if one person wants to do something and the other doesn't then you know we'll just go and do it like for Cambodia I wanted to go to Phnom Penh but you've been and didn't want to go again so I just went on my own yeah so it's good that we do that Mm. I think we're quite flexible yeah and as a couple we're pretty chilled out like I don't Mm. I don't even recall us really getting 
annoyed with each other, but we would, would get annoyed in situations. Like when I'm hiking, I'm like, I'm just a bit fed up because my legs are hurting or yeah. I'm getting a bit hungry or whatever it is. Mm. Or if I, I have a bit of a problem, yeah, it's been out there. Sometimes my stomach is not the best, mm. um, which didn't happen the first time I travelled, but since then, a, hosp- a hospital visit probably didn't help. But so the, you must remember the occasions in Japan and Nepal. Yeah. Japan's not too bad because it's like a, ho- a normal hotel or shopping mall down yeah. the street. The pool's a bit more worse, but I need to go for shit. And it's not like a normal one is. You got the runs. That's what that's what I do suffer from sometimes mm-hmm. quite regularly. Mm-hmm. Can't work out, but I know when it's coming. I'm like Emma. Yeah, but I've got to find somewhere. I think I remember in Japan. It was this really posh hotel once. I don't know where it was. Maybe Tokyo. Mm. Um, we're walking back. I was like, unbelievable hotel. I'm on used to toilet there, but yeah, that that can happen to me. Mm. Um, well, the worst, well, the one that sticks in mind there is when we were flying to Cook Islands, and it like it came on, and you were literally like flight there, flight back, went, both times. You went like four times before we even got on the flight, yeah. and then you were go- like as they were calling like last call to get on, you had to go, yeah, and then it was just like panicking, so obviously you couldn't go while it was taking off. So it's just panicking that you were going to shit yourself. <laughs> yeah, because I was timing it on I. Yeah. I was like, all right, it's been this this distance. It's getting, like, longer. Mm. And I was, I went, yeah, for final time before the flight to Cook Islands. Yeah, and you'd also had, like, a load of emodium. So yeah. I think that sorted just, you out, but... The problem with that is, before the flight's fine, you can go any time. Yeah. But there's that period of time when you get on the flight... Yeah. ...to when the seatbelt sign comes off. I think we're flying at night as well. Yeah. Um, It's 20... 20 minutes a half an hour before everyone's on seat belt planes up high enough and for you to roam about it must have been half even 40 minutes yeah and just because I'll shit myself because I, I, if I go I can't go they're not going to let me go yeah what do I do mm-hmm. do I shit myself yeah <laughs> um, I think I had a road to myself though because I went to the back of the plane yeah you went and sat at the back um but luckily I didn't have one after that the pneumonia yeah. kicked in just in yeah. time yeah <laughs> well, I'm like back to the end that happened as well I don't know yeah. what anyway, let's not end on that either. No, as a couple, yeah, we. <laughs> so um... ba- I think basically the moral of that story is, travelling, you see it all. Yeah. You do. will see each other like in a bad mood and stressed. <coughs> yeah. Um, but you also get to experience amazing stuff together as mm. well. Yeah. There you go. So I don't really know if that's insightful, but I'd say you get to know each other really well. You see all sides of each other. Mm. Um, also, yeah. When I was travelling alone or with a friend, we travel with couples as well. Yeah. Some couples may maybe not interested in it, but some most couples we want to know other people because sometimes yeah. you need to speak to other it people. It was nice when we met and hung out with people because yeah. it was refreshing it was like, to have other people to talk to. Yeah. Which yeah. we'll talk about more on the next one we do because we met quite a few couples yeah. in Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. in Vietnam and stuff. So, yeah, we'll leave it with that. Yeah. Alright, thanks for coming on again. Yeah, thanks guys. Hope I'm it's not, I'm, enjoyable. I'm not run out of guests, I'm Thank you for listening to my Winging It podcast today. You can check out my website, jameshammond.org, for all the links to all the platforms for your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify. There's a contact form on the homepage for you to get in contact for anything you want me to discuss to do with traveling. Don't forget to check out my Instagram page, James Hammond Travel, where I post daily about my last 10 years of traveling, traveling, 
and more travelling. Finally, please rate the podcast. I really appreciate it if you can rate it, leave some comments, and I'd love to read them. Stay safe, happy listening, happy reading, and be inspired.